Download the app. Bet big, win bigger. I've got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $5, win $400. If you're a new WinBet player, you can make your first deposit of $20 or more and become eligible for the offer after opting in. Following your first deposit, you can place a minimum $5 straight bet on any spread, over, under, or money line wager with odds of minus 120 or greater and have a chance to win $400 as a free bet credit. Come on, guys and gals. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. I am Cowboy Reed. Cowboy. Mm. Today, Macon and Chris had a little bit of a stressful day, so it'll be a giddy-up-and-yeehaw kind of podcast. We'll hit a Monday night football recap. Greenlight has a couple apologies due to a few folks and institutions, and we revisit some memorable gifts and check on where the subjects are now. Also, Kyle Van Noy joins us from New England to talk Monday night's football game the Patriots surging to the top of the AFC and this hopeful easy bye week. Couple mailbag questions on the end. Enjoy. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. East Orange, New Jersey. Hello! Who are we shouting out in East Orange? Dearness. <laughs> Fucking guy has to deal with Dearness Collin. Dearness right? Collin. Dearness Collin, who's a stud. He's 6'2", 315. He's a center in East Orange, New Jersey. That's his high school. The kid looks like a pro center, dude. So this is the future of big centers. We want big centers, right? Tall centers, athletic centers. This kid's got it all. A-gap. Controlling no. both A-gaps. Mm-hmm. The thing about Dearness uh, Colin that you might not know, first off, he's a great center, but in a, in a past life, he was a gift. He was the kid in the yellow shirt at the Popeyes. He had his hand on his like, chest. Why and are you taking like, a picture of me? He was like, yeah, like don't bother me. Right. And here's the thing. I hope this kid gets a scholarship, and if he gets a scholarship, I promise we're going to give you a big NIL deal. I'll do you one better. What? Greenlight Pod will pay for his college tuition to the school of his choosing. That's incredibly irresponsible of you to do right there. 
because we're not doing that. But what we are going to do is we're going to make him uh, one of our four pillars. Four pillars. We have four pillars here. Okay. Their faith, family, football, blah, blah, blah. But they can also be like four great college athletes that we pay to be associated with our pod. Oh, only four at a time. I like it. Four at a time. Okay. Four every year. I am giving you, Dearness Colin, a pathway to the four pillars. Automatic entry, Dearness Colin. Because he's the guy that for the last like 10 years, I don't know how old this, this uh, GIF, GIF is. I've been saying it's, GIF. It's from 2013. How do you say that? GIF, GIF. right? GIF? GIF. It's GIF. So I've been saying it right? I say I say GIF, I oh, think. It's got to be embarrassing. And I think I think it's probably 70-30 people say GIF. Really? I think people can say both. You can say whatever it's you accepted. want. It's not even a it's I like, read a Twitter uh, yeah. handle the other day. Yeah. It said it's pronounced GIF. That was the name of the guy's thing, which is funny because it's you know, kind of funny. You say it in your head yeah. pictures. Kind of funny. Kind of. No, nah, because the fucked up thing is this kid's been, he hasn't been profiting for the better part of a decade. He's been, you know, like everybody knows that kid. If you described a GIF, like that would be a pretty easy one. And he hasn't made a single dollar off that, I don't think. More than that, he was bullied by it. And that's He didn't up. like it. Whatever kids were bullying uh, D. Ernest, I'd like to ask them what they've done with their lives. That's right. And those are the only kids I'll ever be mean to. If Coach that, Mora, those kids and the kids that were fucking with Matt Nagy's son. If Coach Mora hires me yeah. as clock manager and recruiting coordinator in the Commonwealth of Virginia. You will recruit him. Dearness Collin. Right, he's right there in the tri-state. Yep. Shout out to him. First off, it's really good to see that the kid's doing great. Because I feel like I know the kid in all seriousness because he's been on a gift, which is unfair to him. But there's a bunch of people I was thinking about that I wonder where they are. The turtle kid, the kid that likes turtles. Where is that guy? Oh, turtles. I like turtles. Where is he? Kid uh, Waylon painted his face like a skeleton for Halloween. All I could think about was the I like turtles kid. He's probably 17 right now. He's probably got his own business or something. How about the kid who slapped the shit out of the camera in the, in the Gap t-shirt? I don't know that little one. Little toddler. You know, little toddler. He's running up to the camera on carpet. He just open him, smacks the fuck out of, uh, no. Nobody's online here. How about the uh, the kid at the Penguins game? You guys know that gif? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We're one for intense. Two. He's yeah. intense. I want to know where that kid is. Uh, and then the uh, the girl with the fire in the background. Where is she? It's more of a still still shot. Yeah, I'm not sure where she is, but that's I was gonna say that's one of my top favorite ones. The disaster girl. You know, you know they found in the. In the same vein as the disaster girl, they found the uh, the girl in the National Geographic cover years later. She was like, uh, she was fleeing a war torn country, I believe, and they went to take pictures. And she was this like gorgeous little girl. She's famous. She has like beautiful eyes. And they found her like forty years later. They somehow located her. So we need those people that found her to find the I like turtles kid. Check it out. They found vein popping guy. That's the vein popping guy. Yeah, he's just chilling these days. He's got a mustache. You guys know the one I'm talking about is the guy that kind of looks like he's about to yell, kind of looks like he's holding in his poop. Yeah, the caption. Sitting at a desk. The caption was that he was trying to hold in some flatulence next to a cute girl in class. That was posted on Reddit back in 2014. Damn, that kid's okay? Yeah, he's doing well. Oh, you're doing a where are they now? Yeah, a little bit. That's helpful. Um, yeah, hey, that guy, the guy who was just sitting there uh, with the white beard that uh, that looks like he wants to die, he had a coffee mug. Yeah, his, his expression is like, everything's okay, but it's not. Right. 
that guy, the backstory on that guy was uh, he was like on vacation and a stock photo headhunting firm like found his picture like you're a stock photo guy. You know stock photos? I know stock photos. I'm obsessed with them. You would guy. be a good stock photo guy for like, um, hey, Urban Outfitters, we're rolling out the, the winner. You what think do you, so? What do you Is, call it when the clothing line, the winner line? Do you think Urban Outfitters, bro? Whenever I go into Urban Outfitters, I can't find anything I want to wear. Never been in. The only Urban time Outfitters. I go to Urban Outfitters is when I'm in a big city and I realize that I don't have any big city clothes. I like land in New York. When I landed in New York the last time I went to Urban Outfitters, it was because I forgot my entire suitcase. That's <laughs> Have you right. ever talked about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I left my suitcase in the car. <laughs> with all my clothes just got on an airplane landed in new york didn't think anything of it halfway to the hotel had no clothes had to go to like two concerts stay in a nice hotel i had to go to urban outfitters they don't have fucking anything they have band t-shirts and slim fit stuff for guys who wear the beanies on the back of their heads that whole dare thing don't do drugs yeah you'd be good for the the presentation, the slide of like what Before. could happen. What could happen is what you could, could become happen. a podcaster. You're, you're, you're heavily tattooed. <laughs> you wear beanies on your head. Yeah, that's right. And you have a podcast. Reed, you got any gifs you like that you're wondering where, where people are? Because I'm like, I, I really need to know where the I like turtle guy is. One gif I like, it's a gentleman. He's sitting on, uh, he's sitting courtside at an NBA game. Yeah. And he's just staring there off into space. And then all of a sudden he does... One of those. That's Alonzo Morning, Reed. No, no, it's yeah, not. Yeah, my head um, went to Alonzo Morning. Alonzo Morning, probably most famous GIF on a basketball court. I would argue second most famous um, behind this guy. Behind this guy. What do I in, search uh, to find this guy, Reed? I'm gonna find well, him right I'll now. I'll tell you in in 2020, March of 2020, he offered to pay for the airline tickets for college students in the U.S. Virgin Islands to travel home during the uh, COVID pandemic. That's and, really nice of a guy. He must have monetized this this GIF. Hey, he, he is a really good guy. Blinking um, white guy, you know, blinking white yeah, guy. Yeah, I was wondering about him. He spends his days now biking and raising money for charity. Dude, that guy encompasses my feelings about the like life 70% of the time. If I had one GIF the rest of my life, it's blinking.gif. GIF. It's a good one. Was well, Tim Duncan. Tim oh, Duncan. Tim Duncan. <laughs> Tim Duncan GIF? Yeah. That was the joke. It was some guy, and we weren't online enough. See, this is funny because some people think like I thought. The, the what did I think? Oh yeah, here I'll describe it to you. It's and we don't mean to in, unintentionally be ripping off a part of my take segment. It just went here. You notified me today when I was. I said I want to talk about Jeff. She said they do something on part of my take. Verbal meme. They explain memes and words. I just don't want a bunch of y'all motherfuckers in my uh, in my mentions. Like like uh, cease and desist. Like, you know, we do a list here and you're like, sounds a lot like Mar Mount Rushmore. I'm Although, like, dude, fuck, I know it's, it's a list. After it's a top four things list. I'm sorry, dude. After interacting with the Levitard army, bring on the, bring the on PMT, the PMT folks. Folks. <laughs> That'll be fine. That'll be a walk in the park. Holy shit. You might've just gotten a lot more Levitard people in your, in your comments. Hey, the Tim Duncan thing, it's acting like you're excited about something you're not. It's a very mm. read gif. It's a, <laughs> it's a very Reed gift. Like, I, no wonder Reed likes this gift. It's Tim Duncan being like, oh, I'm fucking here. How about Nick Young? Nick Young, the Nick Young question mark gif is. Well, a, no, no, the Nick Young on the court where he shoots, oh, the, shoots three the ball and, and he thinks and, it's going in, turns around, starts I love, celebrating. That's a great, that's a great gif. I love that gif. Oh, it's a great one. Um, I love the uh, ramen kid 
where it's like that little kid just standing there and there's just like a cup of ramen in the microwave behind him just this is like harder melted than, like a hole melted this through. is like, harder than i thought it would be hilarious. ramen kid gift. how about a how about a dog surrounded by flames sitting in a chair see this these you know what this Wonder is where that dog is i'm just uh, the dog the cartoon dog that's right yeah but this is funny these guys are how old are y'all read your 30? 20, 28. What, 29. I last, tried to go over because I didn't want you to think I thought you were younger. The last four, you're social. And and how about you, Taylor? How old are you? 27? 29. Golly, I fucking totally mixed y'all up. Damn. You're older than Reed? Probably. Wow. Like how many months? <laughs> a year plus. Damn, a year Reed, plus. Stuff, stuff yeah, and reading a locker. Yeah. <laughs> he's ready to stuff reading a locker. Wow. Look at him back there. Look at the way he's they're looking just, at him. They're looking at each other six <laughs> inches apart. Like, how old? How old are you? When's your birthday? <laughs> they fucking known each other forever. Yeah, see. <laughs> they're, they're talking about birthdays really off mic. They're talking about birthdays. <laughs> Have you guys figured it out? We know each other really well. It's yeah. just funny because they went to school together. What What month are your birthdays? September. Oh, yeah, he's a year plus. Year plus. What, in yeah. in what month were you born, Reed? This month. This month. Oh, this month. You what? talk really well for a baby. Have we missed it or is it coming up? <laughs> uh, it's coming up. Oh, what are we going to do? We're going to fucking throw a party. What day in December? I've never, you know, I, you I feel about birthdays, but I'm kind of, I'm into you want yours. A ball pit? Ball pit. Ball pit would be dope. Okay. Let's do a ball pit. He asked what day? Yeah, the 26th. He said 26. what day? <laughs> so he's right after Christmas. It's so funny. I got, Jesus. My brother's like a day before Christmas Eve day, which Christmas Eve. Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> you know? Don't do drugs. I'm not doing drugs, no, damn I'm it. talking to the kids. <laughs> um, doing a little drugs. Reek. <laughs> this podcast is going to be tough today. It's going to be tough. It's just been a long day. It's Cowboy. been a long day. Can you talk to us about your relationship with Christmas growing up? And yeah, maybe how do you feel about this day? that? Because we were just talking about this out in the open the other day. Is it cool to have a birthday? Sunday night, we were talking about, is it cool to have a birthday before Christmas? Reed didn't even weigh in. Like right after Christmas, same thing, like in the wake of Christmas. My kid's January, and I'm like, ah, that's a little close. Yeah, no, my parents did a really good job of uh, celebr- of keeping them separate, giving me an equal uh, celebration. Well, here's what they Christmas. did, buddy. You got to downplay Christmas. You got to be like, hey, Reed, like, Merry uh, Christmas, but not a big deal. Of the 5 to 18 gifts they purchased, they were like, all right, well, this one will be birthday, and we'll get a cake. Exactly. They probably had to get the cake a couple of days. You're probably yeah. eating stale cake every year. You didn't even know it. They no, were, it was the bakeries fresh cake. were closed. Mom made cake. Oh, mom, mom made, made cake. it. Mom made it. Yeah. That's right. My mom's birthday is like uh, the day before St. Patrick's Day. That's got to be tough for her. Huh? Luckily, she's Italian, not Irish. I feel like if your birthday is the day before St. Patrick's Day, like if you were in my dad's side of the family and you had a birthday around St. Patrick's Day, people would just like you just sit in the corner, I bet. No presents. Like just a bunch of Irish dudes getting drunk in the kitchen and you're like, it's my birthday. Like St. Patrick's Day is in two days, man. That'd be a tough one to go after or before. Yeah. So this, what this tells me is you like the, the, the kid with the microwave and the top ramen. I don't even know this, Jeff. There's, there's an age gap thing with GIFs. Like for us, we grew up with certain GIFs. They grew up with certain GIFs. Well, we grew up with, without, without, without all these machines. Fuck yeah, these kids are just like, is there anything you guys do for yourselves? You're just machines. I know the irony of the question because you guys work for me and you do things for me, but is there anything you guys do for yourself or you just let machines do everything? Machines run it. <laughs> Fucking. We up. got the Nokia 
with like the T9 when Dude, we were like 16. I was one of the last people to get like a iPod touch or like any sort of iPod. Yeah. So when I'd hop on the bus freshman year of high school, I was walking on there with like a Walkman CD player. With nice. like, no, you, you know, did not I have a Walkman in I high school. I had a Walkman in freshman year of high school. 12 years ago. No, longer ago. I, I'm not good at math. Sure. Yeah, 14 I'll, I'll years that. ago. 14 years yeah. ago or so. Yeah, no, I'd walk on the back of the bus, Walkman. People would be like, oh, man, what kind you know of CDs what, you got in there? I'm that's like, not bad. Carter 2's in here today. You know, is That's it, not bad, though. Walkman? I don't think it's Walkman. Walkman. He's okay. saying Walkman. He's saying Walkman like my dad that's would say. That's the lead. It. That's oh, the lead. Happy birthday, Dad, by the way. Really? December the 8th. Happy yeah. birthday, yeah. big Brad. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. No, no, you're not. This is It's great. Yeah. This is going to be an open, this is going to be an unstructured podcast today. Making and I are going through just a day. and um, Confirmed. We're going through a day. So we're just going to lean on each other, have some fun, and Kyle Van Noy is going to come on yeah. today. And Kyle Van Noy played in that fucking Monday night game that had us all so excited. We had weather. We had weather. We had two great teams, or one great team and one team that might be pretty good. We'll find out. One thing I want to find out, just put a bow on this conversation that your praying ends. No, I'm not. Okay. I still have some here. Oh, you have some? Yeah. Where is Latarian Milton, dude? And am I going to be disappointed? Do I feel like I heard this? Remember the kid that, that took a car? He, he drove a car down the street. He was like eight years old. He went to the mall, jumped the curb. Like People were like, somebody's drunk on the road. No, it's just a, a little leaguer driving a car. I'm just trying to do hood rat stuff with my friends. Trying to do hood rat yeah. stuff oh, with my friends. Oh, there we go. That's what I needed. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm invested in the kid, not the slogan. Where is he? How about guy with significant other looking back at other female? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stock photo distracted boyfriend. Who is he? Where are they? Where are they? Do you think that the the girlfriend that's perturbed by the whole situation in real life, you think she's ultra sensitive to her boyfriend, like having wandering eyes? No. I think she's like really secure. Totally secure. Yeah. Yep. You think that when you sign up to, here's the. Something we need to talk about. Because people these Something days, we're not talking about They're enough. all looking at her. Like, is that the girl from the... Den- exactly. She's yeah. become like a reverse yeah. of the meme. Art, right. art contradicts reality, not imitates it. That's incredible. Incredible. That, that blows my mind right there, what you just told me. Thank you. Here's something we should be talking about more, if you could believe me at home. Stock photos. Big stock photo takes advantage of stock actors and actresses. Think about it. There has to be an incentive package if I'm a stock photo guy. Like I'm not signing a contract unless I have incentives. I don't know what those incentives are, but I'd say that's fair. Yeah, monetary. It's like residuals. It's like uh, something in syndication. It's like when Firestorm comes on TV, my dad gets checks in the mail, residuals. And they're, I'm not going to disclose how much money is in them. One time when he comes on, actually, I think we talked about this in the pod. I, he's joked about it. He's like, $5 just came in the mail. Firestorm was on at 3 a.m. Go check that one out, actually. Underrated. Last gift-related thing before we move on to layup line. Believe it or not, we're still here. You know that nodding guy is Robert Redford? The guy nodding on a rock? Oh. You know the looks guy? Looks a little bigger than Robert yeah, Redford. Yeah, it reminds me of like Zach Galifianakis yeah, playing why do I Robert that? Redford. I have that. I have Zach G in my head. Because I thought it was Zach Galifianakis doing like an Ice House commercial. You know how some of these piss liquor brands have started to pivot to like marketing to uh, no, that's frat gotta be boys Zach and ironic 25-year-old white guys? 
that they're good commercials some of these what like what's the what's the good there's one of these bad beers bush light bush light i think they where he pulls it out of the river yeah they've had like this keystone keith keith stone there's been a lot of this been a wave of this and uh i thought it was like zach galifianakis in one of those commercials robert redford's nodding guy is from jeremiah johnson jeremiah johnson which is a movie i've yet to watch but people rave about it you're telling it also me sounds like a liquor that that's yeah. Robert Redford and not Zach Galifianakis? Bro, that is Robert Redford, bro. The guy, Robert Redford is looking at you like he knows that's going to be in a GIF. Holy And it's 1978, smokes. and he's looking at you like, yeah, motherfucker, you just realized it, huh? Wow. For a lot of kids, they have no idea who Robert Redford is. They think he's a GIF. Or they think he's Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, he might might be that. Hey, Rick Ross has an album coming out this Friday. Allegedly, I read one tweet from like an unverified. Is that true? Can somebody verify that back there? Somebody with some uh, with a Google machine or something. So I left it to Macon to go through my library and pick a uh, pick a Rick Ross song that I have saved. It is confirmed. There's an album coming out Friday. What's it called, Matt? Uh, he shared his new single, Little Havana. Making Love's richer Little Havana. I, and ri- the name of the album is Richer Than I've Ever Been. Richer Than I've Ever Been from Rick Ross coming on Friday. And I love Rick Ross. I think Rick Ross has some of the beat, the best beat selection, best production, eye for production, ear for production in the entire game, in the history of the game. I don't want to get hyperbolic here, but uh, Making went through my saved songs and we're going to pick a Rick Ross song today. Closest ones to me want to see me in the box. Is it jealousy or am I cursed by the gods? I believe I selected Crocodile Python. <laughs> but I wrote it down a, a, about a minute or two after I, I had selected it, so I'm not sure if that's the right name. No, that's that, the one, that Crocodile that okay. Python. Was there a line that... Oh. I was kind of hoping that... Uh, actually, coincidentally, last night I put Santorini Grease on my, uh, on my story which is a banger, and me and Mike Bennett used to listen to that in my Toyota Land Cruiser every day that I gave him a ride home from practice uh, as if he didn't have money for an Uber. We logged about 600 miles in my little Toyota on the way home from Eagles practices, and we listened to a lot of Rick Ross. Rick Ross has been putting up billboards across Miami to promote his new album. So he put up a big billboard that said, Talking them dollars, how I touch it, come off as a profit makes perfect sense to me and i think he's probably pro the new stadium in coral gables guess what born in clarksdale mississippi they say his musical career started in miami gardens florida well i'll be damned your favorite place yeah go go canes yeah canes if you abandon miami gardens you're abandoning rick ross that's the way i see it uh and by the way mario cristobal yeah he's scaring the shit out of me he really is i mean like him in the acc is not like i'm I'm not excited about it are you yeah i'm not i'm not he 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 reeks of competency to me i i'm not um yeah and it's like miami is a sleeping giant other than the fact that they don't have a stadium that they like right now because obviously there's a billionaire trying to build a new stadium in coral gables Uh, yeah i think mario cristobal will do well you think so but it's not like we're still going to beat them two out of every five times. Yeah, probably, even if they're doing well. Speaking of Miami, though, it's been a real... It's been a, a week full of apologies for this 
podcast, dude. I feel like that's all we do these days is apologize. <laughs> we had Barrett Jones on last week. He was one of my favorite guests ever. And if you're listening and you you you're, you think an apology, yeah, he fucked up the Miami facilities thing. Okay, ish, ish. Yeah, <laughs> the ones. jury's still out. They're they're like, there's a billionaire coming to the rescue, but he's coming back. I gotta apologize to Buddha Baker. Listen, Buddha Baker. We stepped in it on Sunday night. It's like 1 a.m. I was laughing. See, my problem is when I like a player enough, I kind of like, I kind of think about it like that player probably knows I, I love that player. And I love watching Buda Baker play. Everybody remembers the DK Metcalf thing. And he got tackled by Andy Dalton Sunday. And I think Andy Dalton had an incredible angle or something on this play, right? Because I think um, Buda catches it off Komet at like the 10 yard line and gets tackled like the 20. It's raining. You know, the turf is slow. I'll give you that. And Andy Dalton's back there, like camped out, ready to pounce at like the op- uh, opposite 30. So he had a head start. It's like he knew it was going to be a pick. As soon as he threw it, he ran straight backwards. And he tackled Buda Baker. And I know the rule in football is when you get tackled by a quarterback, people bust your balls. <laughs> And I think probably I was the thousandth person, and I don't know Buda Baker. So as Buda Baker would say, Chris Long doesn't doesn't know Buda Baker. Baker. And he took another issue with that tweet, which I totally get. It was a social that he has scored a touchdown. Now we were talking about pick sixes, but I didn't want to like apologize on Twitter. Well, actually, and be like, well, actually, so took responsibility for it. We stepped in it, guys. Buda Baker is a hell of a player, Uh, and I didn't know that he didn't know that we were joking kind of but you know like at the same time (laughs) it sucks that he hasn't gotten a pick six yet he deserves one so i reached out to buddha baker and was like dude my bad bro like i just want you to know because when i was a player if sometimes if somebody criticized me or i perceived it as a criticism still like we are like trained to take shit personally that's the only way we survive in our business like that's it and if somebody said something about me and they were having fun at my expense, even if I was a great player, I would take it personal. So I totally get it. I reached out to him and I was like, dude, my bad. If you felt disrespected by that. And he was like, dude, yeah, I definitely took it that way. But now that you're kind of telling me what went down, I, I, I'm totally cool. And we, uh, we talked it out and I said, I'll give you six grand charity of your uh, choice for your first pick six. And uh, hopefully we can get you on the show. So the day he gets a pick six, Buddha, don't forget, shoot me that uh, 501c3 and let's get you on the, on the books for the podcast. I told him, I'll give him 90 seconds of like a highlight reel of me running, looking slow as fuck on the back half of my career. And he can just roast me on my own podcast. And Chris, I would like to make it. Six thousand six dollars. You're gonna give six dollars? That's right. That's big of you, bro. Yeah. Hey. So there's sweat equity here. We are we are sorry, Buddha Baker. We we love you. Although the um your Cardinals fans, they're some serious people, are they not? If we were doing an index of people with a sense of humor in the NFL, it's kind of funny when you think about it. We should do a list of whose fan bases we think have the best and worst senses of humor. Cardinals fans for some reason they don't have a like there's not a an ounce of funny in there. It those, takes shit serious. His uniform is pretty funny looking. I would agree. And another thing about the Buda Baker touchdown, he did have a fumble recovery for a touchdown just this year against the Vikings of all teams. And so I fucking love Buda Baker for that, making me money. 
Buddha giveth, Buddha taketh away. Because I'm going to have to win that Vikings money, which he helped me do on that underwind total, and give him six grand of it back, maybe by the end of the year. Can I mention a name who uh, talked ugly about you? Yeah. Kurt Warner. No, it's okay. You can, you can, you can bring that up. Kurt Warner, when I was in the, the top 100 players of uh, the NFL, the one time I got in that fucking stupid ass list, I had 13 sacks. We were very, we weren't a great team. So like in my mind, I always feel like even though I, I was a slow starter in the league, losing is tough on pass rushers. So me being in the top 100 with 13 sacks, being a top three rusher, top five rusher statistically that year, especially coming off the heels of an eight and a half and an and a 11 after that, like that list looks good except for Chris Long. Yeah. They asked him, they were like, and that's the end of the top 100, Kurt. And Kurt Warner, who's a St. Louis Ram, <laughs> he was like, uh, they were like, any objections? And he was like, yeah, I actually just won. The only St. Louis Ram who managed by the skin of his teeth to make a fucking any kind of list because they're 2-14 and 14 or whatever they are perpetually. Like, nobody's watching. You know, if I could advocate for myself, I probably should have made a Pro Bowl or two. But I'm on the top 100. My man has a problem with it. I'm like, bro, he goes... Chris Long isn't even a top 15 DN. I love Kurt Warner as a player and as a dude. He's always been cool to me. It's just people, like players listen. And I know I've definitely offended a player too on this podcast. And if I've offended you before, and it was because I forgot that I'm now a podcaster and there's a big difference and I forget the way we feel, then I apologize. But we're going to get some content out of this Buda Baker thing. We should convince great players that we don't like them more often even though we do because then we'll get them to come on our podcast it's like, like a new strategy like brady and his four rings yeah brady and his four rings are you gonna go see the new kurt warner movie yes i'll see the movie and i'm not even gonna take a gratuitous shot at it bro like we should do a, a movie review and i'm just gonna review you're it. gonna sit through that and make me sit through that respectfully i I'm sure it's good, and we're going to review it like really glowingly. I'm going to take the high road on that because I really, that you know me, like I didn't, I didn't care about the Kurt Warner thing. I don't want anybody to be like that's, it's more funny right. than it was. Like, God damn, Kurt! <laughs> like, <laughs> it, what what GIF would you use? I would use the 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 producer Taylor. God damn! God damn! Like Kurt, bro, out for blood. At thirteen, they ran the ball. They were in four-minute mode the whole season, bro. I'm surviving. I'm shooting up my ankle. I'm shooting up my ankle to play on a bad team. If I played now, I'd have 15 reporters. Like, they'd be leaking pictures that they somehow got of the needle going into my ankle every Sunday. Here's Chris Long walking into, limping into the building. Like, this was 2011. It's dark ages, man. Kurt? I don't care about it, but now that you bring it up, it kind of pissed me <laughs> off a little bit. But he's a, he's a goat. He's a goat, bro. Kurt Warner's a goat. He just had a bad take. We all have bad takes, like Buda Baker not scoring a touchdown. <laughs> that was an interesting take. Next time, if you just go to go to the search bar. Well, listen, we were talking about pick sixes, bro. Any other apologies you have? To- oh, fantasy community. Oh, fantasy community. <laughs> Uh, fantasy football. I can set it up if you like. Yeah, set it up. Why don't you do it? We faced each other this week, the Houses and the Cucks. Cucks in first place. Houses fighting for a playoff spot for Make It. And this is coming off the heels of um, my offering a bribe to a fellow competitor saying, hey, if you sit Terry McLaurin on Monday night, 
might be something in it for you. Yep. Of course, I was joking and would not accept any funds. Yeah, we, we let you slide on that. And um, we I, let you slide on that. Let me slide on that. I, I would never do anything to to mess with the integrity of our league. So I'm facing you this week. I need a win. And um, off of the previous week, you got A.J. Dillon in there on a bye. Another running back spot's empty. You got Debo who's hurt. And it's it's Monday. It's Tuesday. It's Wednesday. Then on Thursday, games start to be played and your lineup still looks like it is. I'm like, all right. He didn't add any, whoever the hell played Thursday night. Then Sunday, Sunday comes around and your lineup looks the same. And I'm like, huh. He's really strapped for running back here because he doesn't have anybody on his bench. Yeah, and there's not a lot like really on waivers. Well, and I either. so I start picking up running backs. Yeah, well, I picked up Tevin that's Coleman. Yes, you worked it too hard. And dude. at twelve fifty nine Eastern time, I drop Tevin Coleman. Right. Pick up a four o'clock running back. Right. At three fifty nine, I drop that running back. Pick up uh, Matt Breida. You deserve it, dude. You really deserve it. I was sweating. And it turns out you never set your lineup. It wasn't even thinking about it until Reed was sitting right here. It was like almost 2 o'clock. And I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't set my fantasy lineup. It'll probably be all right. We're just playing the houses. But then I realized not one running back, but also like Dallas Goddard on the bench. I don't think you would have started him. He had <sighs> oh, a great sure. game. Mark Andrews against the Steelers. It was I've seen enough. It was closer than it should have been. You had half a team, and I only won by 36. And we have two flex spots. You know, it's hard to beat a team twice in a month but That's do you realize take. that even at two o'clock you can you can pick up players and and insert them into your lineup i did not know that it's not like one o'clock and it's over so you could have played four o'clock running back, I eight o'clock running back, Monday night running damn, backs. So uh, that's why I'm working hard all day to try to block <laughs> you, and you're in in La La Land. Thank goodness. Hey, we might see each other in the playoffs. Won't that be fun? Yeah, was, and that's what people gonna, probably thought. Oh, so here here it is. I've written down my notes. Didn't even look down. Good. I thought perhaps you were doing this for content. Either to beat me with the skeleton no, dude, crew me, just, and retire me from fantasy football <clears throat> altogether, or to set up. A playoff matchup but no it was just it was the drugs and the being in a fantasy football league is like running from a grizzly bear or something you just don't have to be last that's the way i look at it like i am totally good dude i don't need to win it frankly like winning it would be a bonus it'd be a like a cherry on top but not having to drive around in a fucking white painter van or a fucking clown car or a suzuki sidekick and go to quiz knows every day to prove i went there and take a selfie and put it on social media that is a fate worse than hell and matt conrath is uh is going to be driving around in that beater that's all i care about one in 12 the lizard kings this year <laughs> the lizard kings. <laughs> when a teammate asked me how's matt conrath doing these days oh he's driving around a ford probe that a guy used to smoke meth in we bought it at an auction. He's running a fantasy team called the Lizard Kings. That's all the housekeeping I have. Housekeeping. You kept the houses. <laughs> all right. Kept the houses in the playoffs. You're right. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Hey, QB uh, wins, man. That's right. That's what it's all about. I'm saying, uh, I'm saying that's right too much. I used to say, yeah, that's right. No, it's too cool. Much. It's a thing. I used to say, hmm, too much. Yeah. No. Oh, drugs. I have been saying drugs. I, I apologize to the people for that. No problem. Saying the people too much, actually. Grass. I'm, I'm in my head. Call it grass. Call it grass. I need to calm about. down. Yeah, you do. You need some grass. 
Trees. Remember that, Kingston? You Cute. fellas want any trees? Who said that again? A gentleman at a gas station when we were like 17. You guys said no? I believe we did decline. Well, I declined. <laughs> no, I used Macon's roll of quarters to buy a $10 dime bag, actually. <laughs> He, how, he was aggressively how shitty pissed. Was that? How shitty was it? It was the worst weed I've ever smoked in my life. But Macon was aggressively pissed off that I used his $10 of quarters. Of course, dude. Well, you know that, how long he'd been saving those? This is a frugal motherfucker now. Well, and that you were buying drugs. They were illegal. Did you think about saying something to somebody? I mean, the Matt and I were so very close in high school, and our, the only point of contention was uh, drugs. Smoking drugs. That's incredible, dude. QB wins, though. That's what it's all about. Mac Jones, another one. He outdueled Josh Allen. Uh, obviously, he didn't, uh, but I want to update you on the, the offense rookie of the year odds. Mac Jones minus 500, Jamar Chase plus 350, Najee Harris plus 5,000, and then it's a, a cliff. By the way, Jalen Waddell, you know he's playing well for people to notice him in Miami. That was my pick, by the way. Really? Wanna- yeah, preseason. Take it back to Duck, North Carolina. Yeah. Like Horseshoes or that Brandy song almost doesn't count. Yeah. Is Mac Jones your, your rookie of the year? I reckon so. He's been excellent. He's I don't, not the best rookie, though. I don't care that he was one of two. They're nine and four, for crying out loud. Slater. Where is Slater? Oh, Nobody's good call. talking about Slater. Good call. I don't know. I'm Somebody out there is talking about Slater, but... Smart football people should be talking about Slater because he's been probably the most impressive rookie. That's one of the hardest positions to transition to. And he's been dominant. Unbelievable. So he should be talked about, but they'll never give it to a, uh, an O-lineman. Hey, on the game Monday night, everybody's talking about the weather. There's something people aren't thinking about. The plane ride. Do we just give, I them, did think about we just that. give them worse plane ride and just move on? When I uh, bro, I'm 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 asking Bill if I can catch an Uber back to New England. There's no way I'm getting on a plane after that game. I I, I kept with uh, SVP and Stanford Steve, and they were talking about the the Pats being on the plane after the game, and I was like, whoa, like in the, on an airplane? Yeah. Did you did you see the ticker at the bottom of the pilot? Were the pilots watching the game? I mean, may, yeah, maybe you, you bust back. Let's see. Absolutely, dude. The first kickoff went out of the fucking stadium. It was one of the coolest, out of the, off the field of play. Like a fan caught the first kickoff. It was one of the coolest starts to a football game I've ever seen. I feel like they should do that every week. First kickoff, you should get no penalty for just kicking that motherfucker into the stands. Any direction you want. Give him a point. Should be an NFL tradition. Makes the game safer. Gets the fans involved. Did you know? For the kicking team, guarantees... Safe play. Buffalo and Foxborough are, are almost directly east-west. What would we say? They're on the same uh, uh, latitude. Yeah. That's right. Uh, about 500 miles apart. It's been a seven-hour ride. Oh, no questions asked because here's the deal. A little peek behind the curtain. After a game like that, depending on how quick your equipment crew is, whatever's going on with the flight, that sort of thing, and we'll ask Kyle Van Noy about this later, it might take hours, hours, to uh to get on the plane let alone take off sometimes you get on the plane you sit there in your seat next to jordan mylotta that's who i keep picturing sitting next to on a on a flight some six eight dude you're in your fourth bag of like uh funyuns and you haven't taken off yet everybody showers right i would hope so are there a couple guys who go go stinky 
I would hope not. I would hope not. I would hope at least being shower pills are okay after like a walkthrough or like shower, a light practice. Shower pills? Shower pill is what you call it if you skipped the shower that day or at least went to meetings without the shower and, and carved out a little private time in the shower. Because the thing about the shower Ooh. is, yeah, well, not for that reason. It's just like <laughs> you don't want to be in there with a hundred dudes. I'm telling I've told this before is like the showers are tight next to each other. I'm getting missed off of Jason Peters' back. Like, that's not, if it comes down to I got to sit in meetings in my grays for an hour, a little bit funky, I'm going to do that rather than, Reputation. it's like I'm looking at Niagara Falls, you know? Like, if you go down and look at Niagara Falls, you just get a constant, that's some O-lineman's back mist. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a reason for a shower pill sometimes, but never after a game, never. I don't care how tight the locker room is. The Chiefs locker room is like this big. The way locker room. It's this big. I'll shower in there a hundred times before I do that. But three hours, fuck, I could be in, I don't know. I have no idea the town between New England and, and, and Buffalo, between Boston and Buffalo. Three hours you could be in Syracuse. I could be in Syracuse, dude. I could be in Syracuse pumping the jams, hanging out, probably bring a friend with me, and you guys take your chances 55 mile per hour wing gus. You kidding me? I'm not getting on a flight that short. More like Chicago O'Hara Wing Descent International Airport. Can you put a plane crash noise after that? It's the <laughs> wet joke. It's the windy city. I know. I, I get it. But if there's like a plane crash noise trademark. with all due respect trademark. plane crashes like put a plane crash noise in after trademark that. that joke love is love no nah, but it, the, the wind was bad man it was bad bad and the people were blowing off their uh, director's chairs there for ESPN and I, until that point until like you heard the microphones where you could really tell how windy it is when you hear like the mic oh you're misophoniac that's different you're flopping into the microphone it's different than a chew that was the noise that i was trying to hear matt judon after after the game and i couldn't hear because the wind was just so so it's not until you see an object fly across the field or you hear a microphone or you watch Susie colber almost fall on the ground that you realize how windy it was on on that field and that's why the under was a no-brainer under the pads was very profitable night this was as a gambler like the rare night that what seems obvious is the right side. Because you would say that's, I mean, the, the bets were split a little more down the middle than I would have thought. Maybe people haven't watched Buffalo as much this year. Maybe they were buying the, you know, the fact that the Patriots are on this crazy streak. Well, you want to get off the train before it. On the Friday show, Steven said that Buffalo was, was his, his oh, I forgot favorite about pick of the year. He was a week late on that. It was Buffalo over New Orleans. That was the lock. We were all over that. Yes. But that's the thing is like, I was like putting the bets in and I was like, okay, fuck man, this seems like the thing I'm trying to quit doing, you know, betting the obvious thing and uh, it worked out. Tough missed opportunity for the Bills, like on a macro level and then within the game. When you look at the big picture, I was saying this the other night, you in the NFL can lose a bunch of games, be still in it and win one big game towards the end of the season in December and people forget about, rightfully so, the first eight, 12, 13 weeks, because it's about what you're capable of. Like if you get in, how much can you 
scare teams and it's about how much you've grown and like the bills have they still have opportunities but this would have been a great opportunity for them to make everybody forget like do the men in black thing to everybody when it came to losing to jacksonville or some of the uninspiring run game stuff or some of the turnovers the inconsistency they're going to still have the bucks at the bucks they're still going to have the pats again at the pats and in some ways i'll judge that game more more wholly than I than I did this one, and not to bring Kurt Warner up again, but Kurt Warner is a fucking rough pod for Kurt Warner. I still love Kurt Warner. Okay, I gotta I gotta. Whenever I pseudo criticize somebody, I'm gonna do this thing now. I love this person, but because then we're safe on the Buda Baker thing. I love Kurt Warner, but he had a take on every game should be played in domes that is just lighted on fire. Oh my God. Like no more stadiums. A Kurt, bro, like, and he acknowledges he's a dumb guy, but come on, man. You know, they got that come on, man thing. Come on, man. Come on, man. People loved that game last night because it was chaos. It's fun. It's different. I'm tired of regular football. And as a former defensive lineman, uh, the atmosphere is just different on third down outdoors. It's just different. The noise might be really high inside, but when you're in a real football stadium outside in the elements, it just feels feels like playoff football. And Kurt said he loves Dome. In so many words, yes. Hmm. Um, Couldn't disagree with that anymore. Okay. Well, maybe you're just not playing in the right Domes. We talked about that last week. The uh, what was the most disgusting uh, turf no, I, I sent you? Uh, oh, you didn't like the uh, the turf in, uh, in in it was at the Big Ten Championship, I believe. Oh, Lucas Oil, yeah, you like Indianapolis, underrated, awful turf. The pellets, yeah. Let's start making them green. R- green, huh? Yeah, because no, all the black. I have an pellets, idea. We fell into something. Streaky. We've fallen into something here, Reed. Red pellets in the red zone. Oh God! Mandate yeah. it. No, you can color the the fields if you want to do colored turf. It'd be like the hockey puck having a yellow trail behind it. That would be cool on TV. Look at those pellets; they're in the red zone. Fuck. No, Virginia. Unless you're the Bills, if you're the Bills, you don't you don't want to have red pellets under your feet because they were bad in the red zone last night. See, I got us out of that. Yeah, good. I still think it's a great idea. People at home are nodding along. Hey, Buffalo also has Panthers, Falcons, Jets at home. So, no, they're gonna be they're gonna be okay. They're, they're gonna, gonna be get they're gonna get in this thing. That's right. But they need to prove one time before the playoffs to me that they've got what it takes to go beat a team like this. And last night they missed a lot of opportunities. You know, the Frida fumble, which was like a routine deal. I mean, he's just taking a handoff. If the ball's rock hard or ultra slick, but it just fell off his chest and. You know, when you're bad in the red zone anyways, you're in Patriots territory. You turn the ball over. That's terrible. Dawson Knox, a couple mm. drops, third downs, and a false start that made it like third and 14 or something in the decisive minutes of the game. So multiple digs missed opportunities, right? They just like, they absolutely could have won this game last night. Absolutely. It's as if they took their cue from Bill in the first quarter. Oh, playing... V conservative appears to be the play. They had the win in that first quarter. Go. Hit the gas. Go. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't look around. You know, like don't read the room. Just and just play. Play your game. Because to be honest, if I'm a Patriot, I want the Bills to just run the ball. Yeah. And as as our friends Peyton and Eli were noting, 
Josh Allen throws a very tight spiral that that the wind is not affecting. That it's was something there. that I noticed them saying when I was over there for a second was that like you know the wind's going to affect him a lot less than it's going to affect Peyton and two perfect places those two played. I mean, but if you're going to deal with games like this, you have to be able to just be aggressive because the Pats their their whole mindset was and there was a Shell Capadia article uh, in the uh, Athletic and he's great, but. 222 yards, and he says, this is on the ground, he says they didn't gash the Bills' defense, really because 45 for 154, 3.4 yards per carry without the 68-yarder that Damian Harris broke off, and that would be a below-league average EPA. To me, and these are all good points, like which prove the safeties in the Bills' locker rooms kind of like dissatisfaction with the line of questioning after the game that there was a guy who was being kind of a hard ass in the locker room and he was like are you embarrassed by that I'm like well to be honest when you look at that 3.4 yards of carry without the 68 yarder they did a pretty good job overall but what Bill knew is that it wasn't about like you know yards per carry or EPA it was about making the bills be perfect in their run fits in their tackling in their angles It took one bad angle on a third and five toss, right? And it's out the gate. And seven points in that game. I mean, the Bills... eight. Yeah, eight points. The only score the Bills had was because of uh, the Nikhil Harry muff forehead graze, which we'll talk about in a second. But one play like that, and Bill knew it, one bad angle, one missed tackle, and we've got this thing. Like, we can play the game on our terms if we do that. And the Pats have a low floor. They didn't need the elements. Like, last year, the elements got the Pats when the Bills played them. The Bills forced a fumble at the end of the game uh, on a Cam Newton fumble, I think, you know, driving down to, to win that game. That was the competitive game those two teams played in. When they played late in the season, it wasn't like for all the marbles. I think, you know, one team's out of it. So... The Pats don't need the elements to beat the Bills. What they did is they took advantage of what the elements brought, which was they knew that every down, the Bills would really believe that they were just going to get toss and counter until the cows came home. And that lulls you to sleep. You got to make a bunch of tackles. You got to fit a bunch of people. Some of these toss plays, there were like 18 bodies in a pile of people. Where's the ball carrier? And by the way, the guards for the Patriots did a great job. Karras... Who's, who's developed amazingly there, no surprise. Um, Shaq Mason, who's like a, a favorite there. I mean, for good reason. He's so valuable to them. We used to run uh, sprints up this hill after practice, and people were like, God damn, we just finished practice. We got to run a couple sprints. So they weren't, weren't hard, but Shaq Mason won every single sprint. Like, I have it in the back of my head, like Bill at the line going, Shaq, because he won by like a nose, and Shaq by a nose. And Bill loves saying that, like, every sprint. That's why he's so competitive there. He's just been like a nonstop effort guy. He's a nonstop technician. Like he did a good job against Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl. This guy and Ted last night, it felt like every productive play they had, these guys were on the move, including that touchdown. And the play action never came. Play action never came. So like you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, they're not just going to throw the ball three times, are they? Psychological warfare. Yeah, they really are. Load the box and, and... and uh, and just buckle up and don't miss any tackles. Bill wore a Navy mask out of the tunnel. So I don't know if he was doing it because of the Army-Navy game this week, but he had a, a, a Navy mask on in the tunnel. He told you that he was going to run the ball 56 times. Like, he, 
11 first downs. Not a lot of first downs. Yeah, so Felt I mean, like it was more than that. Listen, you know, whether it was Bolden on third and four, uh, Shaq getting a little piece of the nose before finding work, and like the move tight end getting enough on Edmonds. Like these are big little plays that, that they don't seem like much, but they were running the ball on third and medium. They run the ball on third and 13. Steven they were Stevenson's sneaking great. it on third and five. Incredible. Incredible. So a lot of fun to watch. So game ball for me goes to those two guards, man. Guys were just crushing it all night. And uh, Nikhil Harry, man, mm. catching punts in that circumstance. I mean, jobs, I would, I would rather be like an ice road trucker for a year than any of the jobs that Mike Rowe went to visit. I'd rather do that than catch punts in that. Even when the returners were yelling poison, like the gunners couldn't even like where get out is of the, the way. poison, man. I don't know where to be. And so I feel for him. Although like once you, once it hits your helmet, like you got to really go get that ball, but slow motion makes it look worse than, I think it was a very confusing situation because if you're him, you're like, did it hit me? Did it not? Am I now going to touch it and then make things worse? And if you're Nikhil Harry, remember we said this, there was like a trade me thing and then there was like nah me and bill worked it out thing and i was like okay and he hasn't been a huge part of the offense but he has been blocking as reed pointed out today and he and he blocked his ass off in a lot of those uh crack tosses um and so i think he hopefully made up for his mistake in the film room i think if there's any mistake somebody's going to understand him making although he's the wrong guy to make it the wind was out of control bill doesn't want to hear that i'm sure Manning hey, cast, was that any good? Manning cast was good. It was especially good. It, no shade to any guests, past or present. But the first quarter was just them, and they really got into a groove that, that was way. awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. I imagine Dave Letterman had some technical issues because he didn't come on until about four minutes to go I in the second quarter. I imagine Dave Letterman had some edibles before he went on. All right, so everybody's killing Dave Letterman, and, and that's the wrong take. Dave Letterman deserves our respect, our praise. Now, I'm not saying he belongs on the Manning cast. Bro, he has, he, has all, he has all my respect, all my praise. I love the guy. He's a genius. He's a great interviewer. It's a hard ask. He was trying to be a funny. Bill, where's your, where's your hanky? Well, he really deal? stepped in it with the two-point conversion thing. Because right? like everybody's into him now, and he's like, it's not a statistically likely play. I'm like, oh, have you seen extra points lately? And Get rid of punts. It just wasn't quite working for Dave. Yeah. And I love Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all we have to say about that. Change the game in late night. Akib was great. Akib was great. Akib is great. He's a lot of fun. He's knowledgeable. And he gives you real stories. Like I loved the story about he was getting ready to sign with New England and the tail end of his career and he was looking at the schedule and he saw the tight ends on the schedule bill said you're gonna be the Kelsey, tight end stopper Waller. yeah like well you're gonna have to pay me a lot more money like the price of the tight end stopper just went up i saw the i saw the little magnet with the teams on it on the refrigerator bill and he's wearing the the free socks with peyton's face on them and and he made the the great point that, that the more point. money ha- you have the less you expect to pay for things. But it's not for free, though. This is the interesting thing. What we really become as pro athletes, and we get a bunch of free shit, a lot of it we don't need. Like, I guarantee he wore those socks because he was like he needed socks, and they were just in his locker because they pass out like a bunch of, hey, check our thing out, wear it, post it on IG. It's even worse now. But like, yeah, worse getting free shit. But we're paying because 
we're giving somebody free advertising. It's like when people send us stuff. We joke with Reed like Old Spice sends us stuff, and we're like, ha ha, Old Spice. They sent us a towel. Ha ha ha. Like people get paid to do that shit, but I'm just jumping out of the gym for it. Same with the socks. So there is a price, but yeah. What is the, what's the, Anna, Anna, what's the, what's the word to describe this thing that doesn't make sense? It's backwards. Anaphorism. 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 It is an anaphorism. It's fucked up. We close with Joe Buck. Yeah, Joe Buck was awesome, I hear. Not surprised. A lot of people were like, oh, Joe Buck's cool. I was like, yeah, give him a fucking chance. Yeah, I think that's turned around. I think, I think the majority likes Joe these days. What's coming to us from Cabo. Oh, he was in Cabo? Got a place in Cabo. Yeah, he's he's living the life, man. Now, when he goes to Minnesota on Thursday night, you think, is Fox into that plane? Can I say something? Is that a wheels up situation? I hope it's a wheels up at least situation for that guy because he's worth it. You um, can't fly scheduled. No. Hey, Pats, two buys remaining if they keep winning uh, because they're going to have one week 14, which if you're a New England Patriot, kind of sucks because it's a physical place to play. Like they play a physical scheme. You might look up week eight and be like, damn, I need a break. Mine's not until week 14. And the thing about their bye week is like they're really scrimmaging in their bye week. Like, so their bye week, I'd almost rather have a regular week than a bye week. But they get good work out of it. If they continue to win, they're going to get the, the first round bye, which is so important to Bill. So important. Like, it sounds obvious. He understands the magnitude of it, especially in a sport where now, like, there's only one team that gets this great advantage over the other 56 of them. Got to watch the Nickelodeon game this year. Bears are going to slide in and play somebody like the Saints again. One, two, three teams also with four losses. And the Pats have Bills yep. at Colts, home Bills, yep. and then tricky for them at Dolphins to close it out. Very tricky because the Dolphins, if you haven't heard, that's becoming the quickest. Like Nobody's talking about it, but like everybody's talking about it. Ever since we dogged on the Miami Herald for writing that we could get in the playoffs article, they've just... They've gone scorched earth. The Pats also have Jacksonville, the second to last week, who might be trying to lose for draft position at that point. And by the way, they're not already. And <laughs> and you mentioned rookie rookie of the year earlier. The Miami Herald had an article today, uh, very strongly extolling Jalen Waddle and his play this this year. Well, they should extol it, and they're going to have to extol it pretty loudly for people to hear about it because. Some people didn't even know they were playing ball. And B-Flow is coaching his ass off, trying to get him over the finish line, and uh, Tua's playing well. Fins are going to go to 8-7. and seven. That's my bold December take. Okay, good. That's a good... I got, That'd I got be seven in a row. I got two bold predictions for December. One is uh, it's not changing. It's not going to surprise anybody here. The Ravens aren't making the playoffs. So that's not changing. They're too hurt. Injury report. They're on tour. And then the Colts are going to beat the Patriots week 15. That's okay. my second one. Now... I don't think that's necessarily a hot take, but if I gloat about that, everybody's going to say, we knew the Colts were good. And I'm like, why do you make fun of me every time I tweet about them then? So welcome to uh, the Colts being good. What's your two-week outline on that one? I'm going to put it, where is that game? Indy? In Indy. Ooh, I'll go Colts. Uh, if I was setting the line, like what do I think? What I think would be right, Colts by two and a half. And what will home. Vegas do? Vegas is going to make it a pick em or Patriots by a point and a half. Oh, huh. Bet the Colts. See, I think Vegas will do the full three. Colts you by three. You think Colts by three? Just with the, I think Vegas thinks. Depends on what Indy does this week, but yeah. I mean, Indy was like an 11 point favorite to beat the Texans and won by 40. I mean, they've been covering spreads. 
So oh, Colts are off this week too. So both coming off a bye. Coming off a bye. Frank Reich off a bye. I, I think you're right. I think it's two and a half. Two and a half. And if it's not two and a half, I I think it's three rather than two. I got the Colts. Well, don't tell Kyle Vannoy who's coming on the show. I I got the Patriots maybe going to the Super Bowl, but the Colts should scare those guys a little bit. I'll ask him about the Colts maybe. Bulletin board material. Belichick threw the ball three times last night. Brady threw the ball 15 on his first drive this week. <laughs> I want to know what Brady's thinking as he watches that game last night. That would be a major fly-on-the-wall situation. I think earlier in the season it was funny to have Brady come on, like, but he would never come on and talk about the Patriots in if, real time. If Brady's still there, yeah, it's this year, it's that game, how many times is the ball thrown for the Pats? 14? Yeah. I just I think it was partially trust. You think you see that it could be done, but you know the first reception to Johnny Smith was an adventure. So, mm-hmm. um, and in, to in two thousand eight, there was uh, similar conditions, weather conditions, New England and Buffalo. Yeah, uh, Brady threw the ball eight times. The Patriots were in the ball forty seven times. Mm. Golly, that was two thousand eight. Belichick said it was worse in two thousand eight. It was worse in two thousand eight. Yeah, and then. One more thing from that Shield Capadia article in The Athletic, an interesting little bit on Gronk, and this is a a quote, but with Gronk on the field, they're 12.2 EPA per 100 snaps, which I guess is ridiculous. I don't really understand EPA. I expected points added. I get it, Like, but like, I'm not going to act like some expert here. They're the best offense in the league when Gronk's on the field right now, and we're talking about the Bucs here, which is just incredible. Without him, they're 4.8 EPA. So to translate that, we tried. Difficult too. We tried, but four point eight's roughly the fifth best offense in the league. Right. So not only is there a ledge there, but after that fifth best offense, I think there's another ledge, like between how great the Bucks are with versus without, and then everybody else. It's incredible. They're on another level. It is incredible. Gronk. This is a case for Gronk being one of the most valuable players in the league relative to a team's success that's relevant. And he's doing it and sat on the couch for a year. As you said, Bucks home for Bills this coming week, four o'clock. All right, so you got some real estate stuff to do. You got you to gotta sling MLS. Yep. First love. That's right. For anybody out there that's looking to buy a home, Oh, he's making buying homes easy, and you can find uh, the the information about his uh, uh, in the article uh, that was written right. about him the other day. It's like a yeah. Seth Wickersham article. Mm-hmm. It was really good, though. Thank you. Yeah, thank you deserve it. You deserve the praise, you. bro. You're the man. Thank you. Thank you for your kind words. Yeah, and the, Ain't no problem. The story. I didn't want to. I I was more nervous talking about you than Buddha Baker, bro. It's. <laughs> you see what I said about you? What? Yeah, like not shitty. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that was nice. nice. I didn't get that far. Oh, there I didn't have forty-eight kind minutes. Words. Yeah. Oh, thanks. From the the right chair to the left. Here? No, yeah, yeah. You 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 did the you downplayed your which I know I know. No, not about me. No, Talking you downplayed you, you were... downplayed your role on the podcast. Oh, I don't. You I have don't. a huge role on the podcast. Thank you don't you. work very hard on it, but you have a huge role. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Working hard on the real estate. So get to yeah, that. Okay. Y'all be well. Take care. Take care of yourself. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't yet tried the WinBet app, I've got great news for you. WinBet is now offering a 200% wager match for new users up to $1,500. That's just an incredible offer. WinBet is basically giving you double your first wager in free bets 
Don't pass it up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. My friend has gone to sell real estate. Kyle Van Noy, one of the most versatile players in the league. Uh, you know him from the Patriots, number 53. He's another one of my buddies, and uh, I'm going to call him. We'll talk about the game last night. And uh, I just can't say enough about this guy. He's so versatile. To fit in that defense is really impressive, and he's he's almost like a perfect Patriot. Left, came back. You know it's love when you leave and come back. And he's also a great guy off the field, doing stuff with foster kids in Boston. Uh, we can include a link to his foundation here. Can we do that, Cowboy, on the podcast? So... Check out the work that he does off the field, and you see the work he does on, on the field because he's always around the ball. Kyle Van Noy. I got one of my favorites, man, Kyle Van Noy. He's back in New England again, and he's like he's just balling out, man. I, he's got a nose for the ball with, uh, up there with anybody I ever played with or have seen play. Kyle Van Noy, how are you today, man? You thawing out from that game last night, dude? Yeah, my face is finally back to normal after the wind piercing it all night. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I saw the fucking they kicked the first kickoff. The fucking ball went into the stands, bro. I know they were they were cheering. It was kind of funny. I was on the sideline. I'm like, what the hell are they cheering at? And it, you felt like it was you were in Mexico again because in Mexico you the biggest cheers come off the kicks. Oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought you were watching a soccer game? Yeah, they got excited about the kick because it almost went into the field goal. They got confused down there in Mexico because they thought they were watching soccer. And... <laughs> yeah. That's so good. That's the one thing I took away from Mexico, or two things I took away how, when we played there, how elite they were with their national anthem. They get yeah. super hyped. It's sick. It was very impressive. Everybody sings, everybody standing up going crazy. And then two is when they the kickoffs come, it, it's the loudest it is in the stadium, man, when a field goal is made. It's elite. Looks like soccer. Yeah, yeah here we go. Uh <laughs> but they do the same thing in Buffalo. That's crazy. But dude, I was like we were talking about this earlier. We give out an award on every uh, every week, and we give a team a best plane ride and a worst plane ride. It usually has to do with like how they played and how shitty the flight probably was home or how fun it was because we've been on some fun ones, you and me. But <laughs> I figured last night I gave you guys worst plane ride. First team to ever get worst plane ride after a win. I, like, I don't know if you remember. I don't love flying. I would not have gotten on that flight last night. Yeah, it it was it was something that we didn't think about until we were in the air, and then when you're in the air, you're kind of like ah, you know, start thinking about the wind again. But then, um, I would say it's, it was the worst plane ride because of the way down. Uh, you're going a little fast with that mm -hmm. wind, and they're like, all right, we're landing, you know, in 20 minutes, and then five minutes later, it's like, all right, brace yourself. <laughs> There's nothing gradual about that descent. No, huh? nothing gradual with the descent. You know, I like to have the window open when Me I too. land. Me too, totally. I don't, I don't like having it closed. I like to see what we're doing. So I with had you. mine open, and so I can tell we're going fast. 
and we're coming in. We're coming in hot, bro. You know? I know. Coming at you here, Slate. We're coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Coming in hot. <laughs> and sure enough, I'm bracing myself, and we land the plane, and everybody's clapping. <laughs> yeah, at like three thirty <laughs> in the morning when we landed, <laughs> you would have thought we had a party. Everybody's clapping, bro, we dude. Made it. <laughs> you know when you clap when you land on a team plane that the the ride was fucked up. Or it, there was a huge delay. Like, I try to explain to people on here that I was like, not only are they probably on a turbulent flight, but you don't get back till late. And I always feel like if you get done early with the football game, they make the flight late. The equipment's yes. behind or something. It, it, was, just like, it was, bro, because I'm, I'm, I'm throwing Slate under the bus. He was taking forever. Slate he, was taking a long he, time, he, huh? He made us wait an hour after the game. What? What was he doing? Who knows? What was he doing, dude? Who knows? Slate, he, he wore a three-piece suit. Oh, that's so what he, it was. He, he was pretty hyped coming <laughs> on the plane, or on the bus. Like, he just got done speaking to a, you know, he was just having a reverend Yeah, conference. he's a pastor. He, he, a had pastor. The, he was getting his pastor on, man. <laughs> yeah. Slate's the man. If there's anybody I wouldn't get mad at for making us late home, it might be Slate. And no one was mad. That's what. <laughs> and no one was mad. I always tell people probably like the number one teammate that I would, if I had to scram for like a week and here are my kids, like I'd probably give them to Slate first. For sure. 100%. For sure. Matthew Shout out Slate to Slate. He's a good dude. He's a great man. Um, so like a night like last night, do you know that the offense is going to go in there and throw the ball three times? You knew, like if I had to, if before the game you had to say how many throws you were guessing y'all made, what do you think it was going to be? Honestly, it shocks me, Chris. I was tripping there, like tapping high, like what? Like, <laughs> are we watching? Are you seeing this? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. But I think as the game went on, you started to like, all right, like this is gonna work. This formula is gonna work because they, you know, they had a couple stops, but ultimately the clock was getting ran and yeah. I, I i've i said this earlier when i was talking to someone was that eight points right in the beginning was a game changer because it put the eight points is a lot is a lot in a game like that when it's that windy and you put the pressure on them that if they score they have to eventually they got to go for two and yep. they chose not to which was a little surprising but that's just a lot of pressure right off the bat and i was shocked like everybody else was that we only threw the ball three times i was saying this early in the podcast exactly what you said and and just that you know that damian harris run early which the guards played great we were i was talking up the guards those guys uh shack teddy Eddie like K, they were just mike they yeah. were great man and and really instrumental on a lot of those outside runs but part of the reason you just run the ball over and over again a lot of people were like well it's not an impressive game plan but it's not yards per carry it's the fact that you have to be perfect for an entire game tackling and 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 taking angles and if you take one bad angle or one bad you know bad tackle now you're down a touchdown in a game where the wind's blowing 60 miles an hour and that's and you can play games on your terms and it's not that y'all can't throw the ball around the yard i've seen you do it but it's whatever it takes to win that week yep whatever it takes and that's what we did i think two is how he game planned the win too because people didn't realize that the third quarter buffalo was trying to do hurry up because they had the win mm. so they they felt a little pressure to score in the third quarter because yeah. they had the win because they knew they were going to go in the fourth quarter against the win 
That's incredible. The, the it game, is, bro. Isn't it it's incredible? Cr- like, it's we, crazy. We go out on the field, we're like, fuck, it's windy. And all the coaches are like, oh, what quarter are we running? Hurry up, because we have the win. Like, come on now. This was the game. You had to know which direction you were kicking as a captain. Like, usually <laughs> when, you I, imagine when, I used go, yeah, when I used to go out there, I was like, coach, just tell me literally what to say. Yep. I could fuck this up. So hey, I did, I did, I did it last year with the Dolphins. <laughs> What'd you do? I did it. Uh, uh, I deferred, but I picked the wrong way to kick, <laughs> <laughs> and they were cool about it because they like they switched it. They yeah. got it switched. You're probably looking at the schedule coming up, and it's going to be a pretty big game against the Dolphins. You probably can't. Hundred percent. <laughs> Them too, though, because they're going to be trying to. You That's know, what they, I'm saying. They, they're going on a little run, so they have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a big game for both of us. And I I'm excited for that one just because how the first game went, uh, feels like a lifetime, especially after, you know, having my injury and spending the night in the hospital. That was fun. (laughs) What was the injury? I had a throat in my throat. You had Uh, a throat in your throat. (laughs) (laughs) hey what okay so so what happened you somebody like punched you in the throat accidentally which is a panic inducing thing but that makes you panic i I don't want to say it because you know oh linemen are gonna do it but you know how annoying it is (laughs) you know what i mean it's so annoying that's all Um, they used to do in 2008 just punch you right in the face mask when i got the league everybody was a puncher they They still still like they still like hit you in the like the face mask to slow you down that drives me nuts and they get away with it i was going to ask you about something last night and then you know like tackling josh allen it, he's a guy he's a division rival you've sacked him you've you've hit I him ran over him by him <laughs> yeah you got run over by him i forgot about that i wasn't even going to say that but there's I no shit there's no shame in it because it's almost worse than than tackling a tight end like tight ends they're in a predictable area of the field. You've probably closing. You're going top down on a tight end. Like tackling Josh Allen, he's more athletic than a tight end, and, and he's, he's just as big. Quarterback. And he's a quarterback, and he's got so the whole that, field. That's, that's where you're thinking about the rules. Like that's what I like. You got to treat him like a running back when he like he's the only like him and Lamar. Like you got to treat him like running backs when they're in the field. But like Lamar's a whole different and Kyler Murray put them in a whole different category. But just quarterbacks especially you see the college kid he he opened up a whole can you of brought worms. it up i was gonna ask I know. you he he brought up a whole can of worms doing that fake slide like yeah cool play great play but you're gonna like that you just brought a lot of hits for quarterbacks mm-hmm. <laughs> just because it's 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 almost disrespectful because you're taught as a player oh if you hit hit him while he's sliding you're gonna get fined for yeah. that any like if it's even close so like that that was a whole crazy but with josh allen he's very tough because he's fast he's physical he has a little some juke moves but then he can slide yeah so he's smart that, that's tough yeah and, and when you're on the sideline when they're doing that tippy toe like he could cut back on you. He could so jump. Like, he could jump and try to get the first down on yeah, third that and was one. Ridiculous and, yeah, too. dude. So, <laughs> so I'm not even gonna because that's that's a referee thing. I'm gonna leave that up to them. Um, talk to me about Mac Jones and not being on the phone all week. Peyton Manning said last night in the broadcast that Mac Jones on the Manning cast that Mac Jones he had texted Mac Jones because he wanted to do a piece with Mac. And Mac didn't get back to him till Friday, and he thought he was ghosting him. But Mac said that he does not look at his phone Monday through Friday. 
hundred percent that is Mac Jones. I'm not even shocked. Buddy, buddy's like Chris. When I tell you, buddy loves football, and he's like, he's a patriot. That is this him. This is bro. so good, dude. I love he's, this kid. Yeah, he. I love him too. Like he, he's good. He's really good. I'm, I've been impressed for being 23 to handle the things he's handled to be respectful to, you know, get the teammates all like he's cool with all the teammates, vets, younger guys, and just you know, it's imp- it's impressive. Dude, bro. You can That's see it tough to do. That's a tough locker room too because you guys you guys know what greatness looks like. You know you know what attention to detail looks like. You know what it looks like to to cut corners and and to be green. And this kid has come across like. This kid has come across like a veteran, at least from the outside. And I wonder if there was one moment during the year that he won everybody over. I'm sure it, these things happen gradually, but a lot of times you, you win one big game, you go perform in a tough spot, you make a play that people are like, yeah, okay, we trust this guy. Yeah. What's been impressive, I would say, with Mac is it was, and I don't want this to sound bad or anything, but when Cam was out for that week, and it was like the day before we went against the Giants, he he was balling against us. Yeah. And it was like, oh dude, this this dude, this dude's good. Yeah. And his development, the way he wants to work and how attention to detail, like you said, uh just a moment ago is impressive. And he's only gonna get better. The more he sees it, he's like, All right, I saw mm-hmm. it. Like I can diagnose it again. I'm good. Uh, the more he can see reps, the better he's going to be. It's going to be impressive to watch, and I'm very, very happy I'm on his team. That's great. That's a ringing endorsement, man. You hear that? I can tell the way Kyle loves this guy. This is awesome. Yeah. I want to play with a quarterback like this. awesome. Uh, hey, Judon, man, I knew he could rush. I, I feel like some people didn't really pay enough attention to him for some reason in Baltimore. I, what I like I'll about tell you it, why they didn't why do you, why do you think that he is? was a ro- he didn't play as much yeah if you go back and see how much he played in Baltimore they they rotate their reg edge rushers a lot um, yeah and here he's played uh, <laughs> you know how that is. my producer so. laughed because I'm just like I always ran about this shit like rotation is good to keep people fresh but you need to get in a rhythm as a rusher yes I'm the same way like I I'm I can't stand like it's hard for me to like go in and out and in and out. It drives me nuts. But you got to do what you got to do sometimes. But you, as a pass, especially pass rushing, you need to get in a rhythm. It's like a pitcher. You need to figure out like for me, example. I'll give you an example. Last night, going against the rookie Spencer Long. He's a big kid. kid. He was yelling at somebody one week uh, earlier in the season. They had this still shot of him. He was a whole like torso above this little running. Yeah, this little DB. He's a a big dude. And so I, I was started on the stab progression, and he knocked me down. So I was like, he he knocked it down yep. one time, and so I was like, all right. Later on in the game, I flashed it and faked him. It was the one where Josh Allen scrambled out with the penalty flag, but I should have sacked him. I remember. Um, it was just like that. If I didn't get those reps earlier in the game, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So I totally know what you're saying. Yeah, and 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 for somebody who has different tools in the toolbox, like we all agree as rushers, like somebody like Judon can really set things up the way you just talked about setting things up. 
The one thing I was surprised about is that dude, he gets carte blanche to run the hoop at nine, ten yards, doesn't he? <laughs> no comment, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, if not you're going, if you're, guys, go, yeah, never, if you're going double if you digits. Here, you know how it is. <laughs> I know. Man, I won a rush one time in preseason at like seven, and Matt, Patricia kept me after, and he was like, Chris, we got to talk about this. I was like, well, I won the, I won the, won the he's like, and Van Oy and the guys are like, Chris, just, just walk with it. <laughs> Like, dude, it's a different kind of thing. Level with the quarterback. But this guy really has done great all year long. What do you think is the key to his success as a player? Like, is is it his bend? Is it his power? Is he stronger than we think, like watching him on TV? Like, what is it? That's That's a good question. I think it's a little bit of everything. I think it's a little bit of he's he's bigger than you think he is. Yeah. Like, when I met him, I was like, oh, this dude, he, like, he, he big he big he he big boy. Yeah, he, he's like a down lineman almost. Like he can yes, play D end for sure, hundred percent. He's also fast, yeah. which people don't really see. But then he he has a great knack of like uh, when when O linemen how they set, how he reacts off how different linemen set. Yeah, he is able to use his strength moves with against that. And yeah. I think he doesn't quit. And I think that's always key as a pass rusher is, you know, he might lose a couple, but he's going to keep working and eventually he's going to crack the code. It's like, you know, giving Tom as many chances that, you know, you've played with him. It's like giving Tom Brady the ball um, a bunch of times. Eventually he's going to score. It's right. just a matter of like giving him opportunities. Absolutely, and he's getting them, and uh, he's up there around 12 or 13 sacks right now, so my, my dude is getting him. buckets, man, and, and you are one of the most complete players in the league because if you look at PBU percentage and, uh, and coverage and some of the things at second level, like you do little things that I always pick up on that obviously I've sat in a meeting, but a couple weeks ago you knocked down a crossing tight end on like a boot look, and then you, you make a sack. And people don't realize it's not just the finishing on the ball that you do so well, but it's also that you bought yourself time by taking away the primary receiver. Something that might not be apparent to other guys, but for yeah. you it's basic stuff, and you're really good at doing all the little things. Is there somebody in practice, when it comes to coverage especially, that has made you better? Like going in seven-on-seven, seven, do you kind of try to get going against a certain back or a tight end that you've yeah. got a, a good groove with? That's good. I think it's got to be James White over the like my career uh, going against him. You know, you're gonna get routed up. It's just it is what it is. He's are he's arguably the best uh, pass catcher out of the backfield. I would say going against him for years and years has gotten me better uh, for sure. And you know, kudos to his career. Unfortunately, he got hurt, which sucks. Would love to have James because yeah. he's a really good player. But I would, I would definitely say, years and years playing, going one on one against him has gotten me better over the years. Yeah, that was definitely. If you had to pick one guy that's synonymous with just routing people up out of the backfield in New England, I mean, he's 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 got to be up there. And yeah. I'm, I'm uh, I got to tell you a good story about him. Uh, he was routing us up one day and. Uh, <laughs> Bill, he, you know, it was me. Who was it? it? Was me? I think. Uh, hi, Jamie, a couple other people, and he, he was killing us. And 
You know how Bill gets sometimes where he's like, keep killing him, James. <laughs> hey, keep he killing him, James. <laughs> and we're like looking at him like, man, shut up. <laughs> I, need that, I need that on like a soundboard here at the studio. Keep killing him, James. I was telling a story about this earlier, and this will confirm it. Who always won out of all the alignment? Who usually won? Who did Bill want to win the races up the hill? You know that hill? Do you still race up that oh hill? Oh, my gosh. Who does Bill love when when they win the race out of the O-linemen? Right now? Well, I remember my year well, it was Shaq. It used to be, I feel like it used to be Shaq and Tooney. Shaq by a nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who's winning them now? Who's winning those races now? What if I said Trent? I would be, I would be like, he must be the best athlete of all time, bro. Dude, Trent's balling. Did you see some of the blocks he had last night? Man, come on! Oh I saw, gosh. I saw some of the blocks he had against Cleveland, and I was like, man, they're going to be running the ball this game. Uh, that whole <laughs> yeah. right side of the line early in that game was just caving people in, dude. Speaking yeah, of physical, fine. physical football, you have, um, you got a bye week coming up, and if there's, if anybody, hallelujah. <laughs> So you say hallelujah. I was telling the guys earlier in New England, they really work in their bye week. <laughs> so I kind of feel like give me a shot of Toradol. Let me go play a game on Sunday <laughs> over a it's bye week. Changed, like, bro, it's changed. Oh, you guys are hanging Different. out on bye weeks? Hey, we're, we might be big chilling this week. Jeez Louise, dude. But I, yeah. So I was going to say, when you look at the schedule and you see that bye, what do you think it is? Well, this year is different, though, yeah. uh, Chris, just because we played Monday night, so they don't have an extra day. Oh. So we had to have, you have to have today off because of the uh, CBA rules. I like so, that. And then you have to have the four days off on the weekend. That's mandatory. So it kind of, there's one day, you know, there's only one day, and you can't really can't really practice, right? No. We'll, we'll find out if we're practicing. I don't know yet. Oh, my so, God, dude. It's I'm, a mystery box. Hey, know? Reed, I'm you out. Know, I'm, you know I'm, going I'm going back. Schedule, I'm going back, bro. I'm going back. I'm getting on. I'm getting in the transfer portal right now. I'm going back because they're <laughs> That's not. That's going to be wild. Bye weeks are seriously a break now, dude. So he's on his bye week. I want you to enjoy that. It's a cushy-ass bye week nowadays these guys get. And uh, I want you to finish strong, buddy. I was so excited to see you back in a patch uniform. I know, I know it probably feels like a really cool reunion, but even for, uh, for a guy watching you on TV, it's just such a perfect fit, dude. It's just a perfect yeah, fit, dude. I appreciate it. And come back again. Go win a Super Bowl, dude. We got to make the playoffs first. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good New England answer. <laughs> Tick pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever visit tickpick.com that's t-i-c-k-p-i-c-k got rid of all the service fees that the other sites charge tickpick guarantees the best prices on all of their nfl games if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site tickpick will give you 110 percent of the difference in the purchase price if you're like me and you can't wait to get back into an nfl stadium visit tickpick.com so Kyle Van Oy, like they say people on the Patriots don't give good interviews. Come on. That guy's awesome. Isn't he the best? One of the most ball-aware players in the National Football League, and that's what makes the Patriots so good. That's what makes their, their floor really high. Forgot I didn't want to ask him about the Tennessee game because, you know, they, they got the ball run on him. But, I mean, the reason they stuck in that game was plays like the ones Kyle Van Oy makes, affecting you could have the worst drive of the, the season defensively, 
punch the ball out, doesn't matter. Hey, Sam.Wise, how about that? You sent it in a mailbag, yes. Sam asked, why is Matthew Judon so much more productive on the Patriots than the Ravens? <laughs> we we got it answered. We do, we do this, bro. So thank you, Sam, and thank you to everybody who sent in uh, mailbag questions. Uh, I'm going to go on vacay soon, and uh, I want to do a little extra mailbag. It makes things easier around here, so thank you. We want to give a shout-out mm. to Kai for submitting 47 mailbag questions. Today, 47? 47. 47. You counted them? Yep. Kai, bro, one less, one less uh, Americano. You know, he's Kai. Kai's brain, his synapses are firing. They were coming in like six guy. in a row, then eight in a row. Well, let me answer five. one of Kai's then. Fuck it. What's your favorite munchie food? Favorite munchie food? Last night, I, it was uh, my sister-in-law made these like burnt sugar graham crackers covered with chocolate and, uh, and, and marshmallow drops. The marshmallow drops are really what make the whole thing. Yeah, um, but popcorn will do, you know? Um, when I was younger, this is when I had metabolism that was functioning. Right now, everybody in the metabolism department is, is like out to lunch or they're like working from home. My metabolism is not what it once was. In St. Louis, my first two years, that food was chunky soup with, uh, it was New England clam chowder, and it was uh, an entire bag of goldfish crushed up in there. So that's what really gets you. The chunky soup in and of itself is creamy, calorie-filled. There's enough sodium in there to fuel an entire football team. But when you put the bag of goldfish on top, and you double up. When I was 280 pounds, I could double up on that thing. I'd do two things of Campbell's, two bags of goldfish. There's no chance I could do that anymore. I used to eat ramen raw, but that was in college when you just needed to grab and go. That wasn't really Munchie's food. Kai also asked, what's the worst penalty you did on purpose? Man, that's a really good, good question. Well, I didn't get flagged for it, but I told you about the guy that tried to take my knees out. There was a kid in high school tried to take my knees out their coach told him to high low me which is like an objectively dirty play and by the way i looked more at the the play in vegas i still don't think it's dirty uh avoidable would be yeah that would be a good word avoidable but who knows maybe he, he didn't know where the ball was maybe he's not very aware in the run game pass rushing kind of guy the guy in high school tried to take my knees out so i waited until we had an extra point and i just fucking johnny cage uppercut right into his nuts dude Acted like I was throwing a full-on rip. I think I got away with it. I got away with it. That's the, the most intentionally dirty thing I've done on a football field um, that I'm willing to share. Penalties? Yeah, I mean, like, I got ejected because I punched a guy on the Panthers. I, penalties? Yeah, I mean, like, I got ejected because I punched a guy on the Panthers. I, I knew I... I, I did it on purpose. You don't do that accidentally. You're not thinking straight, but you did. You do it on purpose. Got ejected because I headbutted a guy in St. Louis, but that was such a weak ejection. A headbutt? We just we've been doing that for forty plays, dude. When I punch a guy in the face, that's not a football play. I was just, I was it, was it was a football play. I headbutted him just during the TV timeout. We had helmets on, just like the game. All right, we'll end with one more that's not football related. Reynolds47 asks if peeing in the shower is okay. Man, this is going to cause some controversy. I want everybody on set to raise their hand if they pee, pee in the shower in three, two, one. Three for three right now. And Taylor's downstairs 
That is a pissing in the shower looking dude. Your home shower, your own shower. Yeah, yeah. my home shower. Yeah, aim for the drain, dude. Yeah, just aim for the drain. That's all anybody asks. Aim for the drain. Are there really people out there that don't pee in the shower? Macon. Oh, Macon. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I pee in the shower. Y'all take care. Hey, y'all. We want you guys to interact with us more on, on social media here. Let me not sound like a fucking cop talking about this. We want you to talk to us. You know, like sometimes you get on there and you're like, hey, y'all aren't talking to us. Just... Type us a message on one of the various, uh, I don't know, we'll be on VSCO soon. We'll be on all types of shit soon. So right now it's Twitter, it's Instagram, it's YouTube. Uh, leave some comments, man. You know, Twitter is at Greenlight and uh, YouTube, we're at Greenlight Tube. And uh, we're also always looking for free stuff. So we are once again asking you for random free shit in my Bernie Sanders meme voice. Uh, send packages to 2150 Y Street, number 5267. That's Charlottesville, Virginia, 22905. Thank you in advance for all the wonderful things you'll send us.